Culture Wars with Charles Hardy and Don Knight. <laughs> Let's go. When I was a boy, I was sent way out west to stay with my grandpa. Come on. Are there any crocodiles? Not many. But they can eat you. Yes. And the worst snake is a death adder. Yes. What happens if you get bitten? You die. What happens if you need to make a sequel to Red Dog, Giles Hardy? It's blue. You could call it Red Dog, but this is Red Dog, not Red Dog Blue in a sort of Kieslowski reference. It's Red Dog True Blue, Giles. I like your Polish French cinema reference there, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. Merci. This, <laughs> but uh, c'est très bien. But uh, no, no, this is Red Dog True Blue. And oh, this forget is. Forget those foreign accents, except that the lead character has an English accent. But anyway, but, do you know what else this is? This is Culture Wars, Dom. It's Culture Wars. Dom, what's Culture Wars? It's a podcast that we do where in order to try and guarantee interesting conversation and uh, amusing disagreement, because everyone knows when you talk about Margaret and David, it's not just their eminence as film critics. It was the the disagreements that we liked best. So we've decided in our format to guarantee disagreement every time by tossing a coin. One of us is pro, the other is anti. And Giles? Then at the end we reveal whether we genuinely believe everything uh, well, well, it's not that we we, we don't say anything that's a that's a, a lie. We're not going to start making up criticism, but whether we have whether we've expressed the minority or majority view within ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Giles, it's your turn. Oh, it I is have my a turn? coin here. This is how what a coin sounds like, just to prove that we're not lying. There you go. That is one coin. I, I love that we're so dedicated to proving that our it's artifice a, isn't artificial. <laughs> who would have thought that the budget of this podcast extended to a coin? It does. And it's a solid coin. I mean, that's a 50 cent 50 piece. That's oh, a, uh, that is the biggest coin you can get. That is the biggest coin that exists. I feel like we're drifting off. Well, really, in, in a bizarre, I suppose we're just not leaving topic, but uh, we, yeah. we need to drift off topic. Let's just drift off into the Australian bush, shall Why don't we? Why you call it? Oh, you, you throw it rather than I'll call it. Heads. Heads, it's tails. Tails. Like a dog. Tails like a dog. I really like Red Dog True Blue, Giles. That's because you're a dog. No, I'm not. You're a dog. Now, dog I'm... night, they call you. Oh, that's very, very amusing. Uh, now, I had not seen... No. Oh, you hadn't Red seen Red Dog. dog. Yeah, Interesting. Red dog. Now, I, I, I'm new I, to this I should, I, I should explain to our dear listeners that what happens now is that the person who has the, uh, the positive side, which is Dom, will explain the plot of the film because basically we discovered fairly swiftly that the per- if the person who does is arguing against the film also tells you its plot, they either spoil it or just, you know, really descend into mania. Yeah, so in, in order to try and avoid that, I'm going to talk you through this. For at least the first three minutes. This fabulous sequel to Crip Standards' original Red Dog. The same creative team back uh, for more, but with essentially all new actors. And, and even though it, I... Even a new dog actor. Even, oh, oh, that's a sad thing. Let's there is a gloss over that. No, there's a very there's this a is beautiful Phoenix. photo of Phoenix sitting on the statue dedicated to the original dog actor. And, oh. Coco, 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 yeah, Coco popped. Oh, it's a beautiful photo, and 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 both dog actors are tremendous canine thespians. Now, look, if you if you haven't seen Red Dog like me, you're in for a treat because bizarrely enough, the movie Red Dog features in the premise of this uh, delight Uh, in a world, in a world which is Perth, in a time which is 2011. Yeah, a little while after the original Red Dog, a father. Uh, by the name Michael. Michael takes his kids to see a two movie. young boys. It's two young boys to see the original Red Dog, and we're actually in the cinema watching Red Dog over the shoulder of someone else 
watching Red Dog. Uh, university students someday will write their PhD theses, perhaps, on the fourth wall-breaking nature of that. But in any case, uh, there's a debate going on within the family about whether or not, um, indeed, a dog should be purchased for the boys. But, but, but Michael, or Mick as he was once known, uh, says no. No, we can't do it because, well, because, well, actually, the film Red Dog reminds me of my childhood, Charles, when I had... Does it? When I had a red dog. In fact, the very red dog, Giles, on which Red Dog, the original film, was supposedly uh, based. Indeed. So, you know, for those who think we've drifted into some weird meta-territory, no. Dom is not saying that he was at any film. point owned the, nope. the the dog. No, Dom is articulating correctly. The, the opening of this film involves someone seeing Red Dog and saying, actually, the film, the dog that that is about was my dog. I had him as a puppy. But... The his weird name thing, wasn't red. No, his name was blue because Australians, and this is meta upon meta upon meta, but Australians tend to call red things blue as a joke. It's but why Virgin that is, Blue had red planes, Charles. And, of course, that's still not why he's called blue. No, it's true. Well, wait for you to go and see it and be charmed by that. So a young boy goes to the Pilbara to... His, uh, after, his, after tragic family circumstances. Yes, it's true. Um, and finds himself on the red soil of uh, the place where this story has always been told. And we're back in 1969 at this point. We are back in 1969. And um, curiously enough, Charles, the actual Red Dog first film was based on the actual story of the actual Red Dog. So this is, in fact, not the story of the actual Red Dog. It's it's a strange thing. Yeah. But in essence, Mick, uh, little Mick, goes to live with Grandpa, played by Brian Brown in what is full-on Brian Brown. Yes, mode. I was about to say it's, it's, it's Brian Brown on the Pilbara, yeah. which I think is Brian Brown squared. Brian Brown squared, pretty much, or even even cubed. And uh, he needs to try and adapt his city ways to the land. He's helped in doing this by his discovery of a, of a delightful puppy, uh, who he names Blue. And they have adventures. They have interactions with the other hands on the station. Uh, and in essence, um, Mick goes. Uh, let's just say there's something of a love triangle, and Mick, um, at one point, does something fairly underhand and, and irresponsible, culturally insensitive, culturally insensitive, to try and win the day, and uh, and that's it. You've, you've got a story about a, a boy and a dog on the land, and cue lots of adorable um, scenes with with uh, Blue being adorable, lots of uh, old time, uh, honest grandpa grandson bonding, and lots of hijinks involving. His uh, his hands out on the land. Point, point of order, Your Honour. Um, did did you uh, did you do you read anywhere, as they've often said, how this is the Red Dog Origins story? You, you've heard this described as the Red Dog Origins. I can story. see why it might have been. Do, do you feel that it isn't? Because other than the fact that we see blue. Mm. Progress from being a small dog, mm. aka a puppy, yeah. to a large dog. Oh, a dog that loves his owner, Giles. I and 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 I will, without getting into detail, circumstance is explained mm-hmm. in terms of essentially why Red Dog is found on oh, yes. the road at the beginning of Red Dog. Indeed, there's not a single this, bit of origins in this film, and do you know why? This ends where Red Red Dog, the original Red Dog that we all, except for me, know and love. Ish. Uh, begins, ish, ish, sort of. While still leaving plenty of room for Red Dog 3, the bit in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but uh, It is an origin tale, or it purports to be. No, no, it's, 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 what would be interesting is if they ever made Red Dog the bit in the middle, is if this time they remembered that Red Dog is a character, not a warm prop. Because my biggest fundamental problem with this film 
is the fact that the dog is in nearly every scene. The dog contributes sweet F.A. to most scenes. Honestly, two-thirds of the way through the film, the dog, the dog farts at a crucial moment ah. to contribute to the story. Ah, and ah it's the his, times I had. And it's his biggest contribution oh, to blue. events blue, blue today. Now, gas. We, you, you haven't seen Red Dog. Or have no, you now no, seen Red no, Dog? No, no, no. The original Red Dog, I, it I is all to about... I be unspoiled for this. It, it is, and, and, and I can I know see the story, how though. I know the story of... I can of see how your benchmark has not been set. The but, real Red Dog as opposed to these absolutely. real but not actually... It's, it's going to be very confusing, yeah. this review. So I think it's crucial to recognise that... The one of the fundamental premises of Red Dog is notion that Red Dog is actually an incredible animal because yeah, the dog's of, a protagonist in because that film, the dog right? is essentially yeah. the protagonist, and if not, you know, depending on the, your your structural interpretation, he's certainly the antagonist create on a series of protagonists. He's essentially, uh, you know, acting as catalyst and oh, yeah. motivator. He's, he's a central. He, it's, it's his story. This. There's fucking none of that in this. <laughs> the, the, what, what, really, what really annoyed me is not a single... The, there is one character, Mick, who we later meet as Michael, is ever so slightly changed by the events of this film. But Giles, I, is um, there a dog and is it or is it not red? No, I'm not Q-E-D, saying... QED, Giles. QED. Okay, you're right. It's I a red dog. I can't sue them for, under the Trade Practices Is Act. the dog true blue? Yes, it's called blue. Yeah. And it's true. He says it's not true, but it's true. Yeah, so oh, you're right. The Trade Practices Act does not apply. This is not, this is not misleading conduct. Uh, they have indeed delivered a film that not only is called True Dog, uh, Red Dog, True Blue, it is, it is essentially about a red dog who is true it's called blue be called but, red dog true lies but, but anyway the 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 you are right in that this film made me want to watch red dog again but it also made me want to watch red dog again because i really the the large the most enjoyment i had in this film was the opening 15 minutes because as you say i i thought the it's way Mesa. they the way they structured michael uh, played by jason isaacs as the father watching the film was a really like chris Dennis did some very impressive camera work there oh yeah um that was really well structured his and wife is played by justin, justin clark. clark who was actually there at the premiere that we went to she can't have been in this film for more than 30 seconds. Is it? Is it wrong to say that? Um, I, I, is that a spoiler? She, I, oh, no, it's certainly not a spoiler. We don't... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. She's in the... The meta film, not the actual. Absolutely, film. no, no, no. She, yeah, she is. Um, yeah, she's in the story without a story. Easy as paycheck. Um, so, yeah, well done, Justine. Yeah, but uh, look, yeah, but that's yeah, and it's. I wouldn't have come to the premiere but myself. But to, anyway, to go to other characters, Big John and Little John. Yeah, those um, guys love them. Love love their actions. It's yeah, um, big, yeah, big and little. That's they're two, two, guys, two farm hands. Two guys called John mm-hmm. who are mates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on this on that as you say, lovable roustabouts. And really. I'm I'm going to give a small thing away here. So please feel free Careful. to. I am I'm I'm giving the thing away that you think I'm going to give away. So <laughs> you if ruin you it? really want to go, it's okay. a very small ruin. But if you really okay. want to go in fresh, skip sure. skip thirty seconds now. They're a gay couple. Are they? With, yes. And they <laughs> are they are they? We don't- I, I've only got thirty seconds here, but the only reason you can ask me are they are they is because it is suddenly delivered to us as information, which is then essentially it's like that women to go oh how progressive it's of interesting you, and we moved on. It's a, it's an interesting thing to happen on the on the uh, station. You know what else is they have on that station? They have an, an, a a Chinese character. I think you're drifting into my territory here. Tom, no, no, you- <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm praising this film because not many films set in 1960s Australia would have. A, uh, a a chef of Chinese origins this called Umbrella Jimmy. Jimmy Umbrella. Jimmy Umbrella. Um, How could I get that got wrong? A, he's got he look carries an umbrella. He's very he good like at cooking sun. beef. 
Yeah. And, and he's anything. very good at, yeah. at being sun safe. And there's a message for all of us there. If you find yourself transported back to 1960s Australia before sunblock, parasol is a very good idea. It's actually a parasol, mm. not an umbrella, but hey. Yeah. So, look, no, no. It's, so it is parasol a story. Jimmy, as he should have been yeah. named. It's the story um, of Mick the Kid. Trying to fit in, uh, essentially, a, well, he, he's a coming of a age child, story for Mick the Kid. Yeah, on as the, of feet and an urban and slightly English accented you, as you, either of us. But what really frustrates me is that nearly all of the best parts of this story are referred to but not shown on camera because they were so desperate to show Red Dog, the dog, and the boy. Red Dog. That we know that there is. That's called blue. That we know that there is big story elements happening in Melbourne. Um, yeah, with but there's regards the dog to Mick's mother. There. And then we know that there was big story elements that happened in what is presumably the sequel to this film and the other prequel to Red Dog, <sighs> where we get the actual origin story of how Red, well, the Blue, historical thing, that how, how, how Blue, yeah. you know, it's now been done in two montages. I'd be okay if we got it, you know, without spoiling the original Red Dog for you too much. That part's done in montage Giles. there as well. Giles, but we don't learn anything about the dog. Giles, you want story? You want plot? I want character. You want, you want drama? Let me give you drama in one word. And I, it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Bushfire. Yeah. Bushfire comes and it can ruin everything. It's as red as Red Dog who's called Blue Giles. Do you know what else is drama, Dom? Drama. Chekhov. Chekhov yep. is drama. Yep. And in this film, we get Chekhov's orange tree. You've heard of Chekhov's gun, the premise of Chekhov's gun. If you see a gun in the first act, it must be fired in the second. Mm. Well, this film's got Chekhov's orange tree. I've learned. Brian Brown as grandpa loves his orange tree. And it's got one orange and it sits there being orange. And grandpa comes out and goes, aren't you orange, orange? And then... Film's not set in orange, but probably could have been. Yeah, probably should have been. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. The, the then then look. Let's just say that Chekhov's orange tree is fired in the second act. You've uh, you've mentioned this several times now in the course of culture wars. If Giles says Chekhov, you know he's going to refer to this very useful parable in analysing the film. Look, look there's so but much the, to like. Frustrating. Here. You should hear me talk about uh, the Legend of Tarzan sometime, where they had a Chekhov's hippopotamus and they never Ooh, fired it. There but- is also Chekhov's <laughs> angry uh, stallion here too, Giles. The look, lightning, lightning stallion. Giles, <laughs> look, you're missing the point. You're missing the point, okay? Um, I've made a list of, um, as I'm required to do by Culture Wars rules, the things in favour of this film. Shall I read them to you? Could you? Yeah. One, country. The Pilbara is absolutely magnificent. I've never been there. It was stunning. I have this no, was shot so well. I've not a single argument against soil. you. The, oh the my is god! Beautifully it is shot. Just, if you've ever considered going to WA, this film will make, will make you book your ticket. And there ticket. is also uh, item one. To, uh, may I add an addendum to your point? Yeah. There is also a uh, culturally significant cave, uh, which yes, was, I yes. suspect created entirely, but that is shot really remarkably. Unfortunately, as a narrative device, it is used as a cultural stick that we have our heads hit with, and I don't mean to be aware. I just mean that it's you know or more pointed at. You really? It essentially becomes Chekhov's cultural phenomenon. Yeah, but um, so it's actually true. So, look, point one: country, stunning, and really beautiful. You could have had much less entertaining action. Love letter to the Pilbara than this Check. in that country, uh, and this to be okay, a so we good have film. Settings, number two, okay, yeah, one, number fine, two, yeah, dog. dog. Now, look, you've you've made the point. This film isn't about Red Dog, despite the title. No. But there's a lot of the Red Dog Phoenix in this film. He's a good boy. Phoenix is adorable, and and if you like dogs. You will like Phoenix. You will like the dog. I, I do like dogs. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a, I, I, in fact, do like Phoenix. How about the scene I, where Phoenix steals the bra? Because there's a teacher who comes to teach Mick, 
and she's Betty. a woman, and yeah. she's a Betty, and she's halfway in between uh, mixed age and one of the, fu- yeah, the no, Dom, hands Dom, age. And Dom, oh, there's a love triangle. You've just said that the dog is point two. So Unfortunately, in the two. way that Dom, that the dog is treated, yeah, he actually still comes under category one. Is a lo- no, no, he still comes under point one setting because the dog, the dog is as I to go to my earlier point. Warm prop. Yeah. He, he just sort of you know there to make it an animated part of setting. Sure, much like the horse and the fire. But uh, yeah, no. But Charles, who's a good boy? You haven't told me that because the answer is blue. Okay, Phoenix. Point three. Point three in favour of uh, Red Dog. True blue. Brian Brown. I should probably say Brian Bloody Brown. Being Grandpa. Being okay. He's the. He's the. Um, you know, loving but fair, tough man of the land, but with a heart of gold. We all wish was our grandpa. At one point, he's got to, you know, take his take his strap to little Mick. And frankly, we all want to do that quite a lot during this film. And Brian Brown on the land in an Akubra or equivalent, um, it's it's great. So give me land, give me dog, and give me Brian Brown. Australia and you have man. a Tourism Australia ad. Uh, and look, the, uh, everyone's, everyone's happy. Uh, yeah, tourism and Australia would probably be pretty happy with this Absolutely. Film. And, and, and yeah, I mean, you you obviously have no problem with the same way you have all three of those characters and Lang Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, <that's, laughs> yeah. Look, that's another interesting historical delight during uh, this film. Lang Hancock, actually. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. it's... It's definitely an argument in favour. Uh, oh, I, I knew it would be. I would hate yeah. for you not to have the, brought up your major artillery. The legendary Lang Hancock just wanders for just for one night. Flies. Into this he story. does fly in. He flies because, in. Of course he does. Because he's Lang Hancock. I mean, who doesn't want to see Lang Hancock? I, mean, I think there is a lot of answers to that question that belong in a different kind of podcast. Uh, and he, he's played by... John Jarrett is the uh, legendary Australian actor who plays Lang Hancock. Oh, it was too. With such a plum. A plum, Giles. A plum. So you're so saying, the, so you're saying, basically, t- point four, John Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. And he, no, no. I, I'm not aware that he kills anyone during the course of the film. So yeah. in essence, you have, bearing in mind this is a children's film, and therefore doesn't need to technically be much good. Um, you have a oh, film. Oh wow! I, I'm sorry. We cannot. I'm sorry. I'm just going to quickly go up upstairs. Yet yeah, no. Sorry. We. I've just got word down. Apparently, children's films. It's actually a more discerning audience, what, not a less what discerning do you audience. You know, as the father of two. Children Boys. and anyway. a professional film critic. Nothing. I do this nothing. To be perfectly honest, neither of those but, two roles actually requires any form of training. So, so this film has. Not. It actually has. It has dog country. Brian Brown, John Jarrett, uh, and, and a wild horse, uh, a Brumby, and two briefly mentioned uh, gay characters who. Ah, oh, they didn't skip ahead. Sorry, oh, I didn't say who they were. <laughs> Could be anyone. Um, and also, look, the, the train and a bushfire. Is, there's and a bushfire. There's also Aboriginal culture that features and noble say, savage. I'm just going to say, noble savage. At, at at least some points in the film, it's done in a sensitive and endearing way through the. the uh, okay, I'm genuinely curious. The, 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 ha- the having hand. having done the the cough joke that you know is the the go to of all sensible critics. Um, the, the the noble savage element of the indigenous character, and in fact, there's look. Several they had one. Characters. What do you want? There's more. There's multiple indigenous characters. But I was curious, what was your in- interpretation there? Because I found it. It was odd. It was almost like it was a meta noble savage. Like he. This was a, a really he's, he's no, really young, nice performance. A really nice performance. Yeah. A young indi- indigenous male character who is speaking of the fact that he he's taking the Mickey out of Mick. No pun intended. Not even hard uh, to do. With you know, out of his naivety, because he's he recognizes that this young kid obviously isn't responsible for uh, individually for you know the treatment of indigenous culture in Australia. But he essentially, you know, his lack of awareness, he doesn't quite forgive. He just plays upon it. So this character, at one level, 
is articulating all of these important issues, but on another level, does have a whole noble savage thing going on where he also provides this strange wise voice of the you know the alternative yeah. culture. But look, at least there's some recognition that it is Indigenous land that's been usurped for the purposes of this film. This I mentioned how good the country, the dog, and Brian Brown were. And Lane Charles, Hancock. I think it's time to, to take off our masks. Um, I brought, as a test audience, I brought two young children um, to see the film and be charmed by it. I'm just going to tell you what, what they said. Um, uh, my niece said, I didn't like that film. And I said, oh, really? Thank you for telling me, having organised this for you to have a nice night. No, I really didn't like that film, is what she said. And my nephew just said, that was really boring. Do you know... Country Dog and Brian Brown. I go back to my initial points that uh, the dog's greatest contribution to this film is when he farts. uh, And that fundamentally is the biggest problem with this film. It, It has all of the elements and they never get used. This film leaves everyone and everything pretty much as it was when it began except that we know from Flash Forward that we began with a flashback. Red flash Dog's back. got a bright future in a film yeah. that we've already seen. Exactly. So, look, uh, I, I'm afraid uh, that, yeah, I can't give this um, much in the way of praise. I I, I didn't hate it, but I, I just think that they they were so busy making a Red Dog sequel slash Origins Tale that they forgot to make a Red Dog film. Look, I, not being burdened by the original Red Dog, um, and which was potentially... Really lovely with the dog doing all the doggy stuff. Um, I thought this was really sweet. It's it's a it's a nice tale of a kid going to the bush. Levi Miller did a nice job in the central part. I I thought he had a lot to do. He handled it pretty well. I, I liked all the characters. I have, Some of them were barely on screen and not really dismissed. Didn't have much to do, but it's a sweet film in a beautiful place. My deep frustration is, that, as you say, all the elements are there. Even look, I love Justin Clark and I love what she did with that. I blink you know, and you'll miss her. Yeah, Le- Levi Miller is really strong. The yeah, Phoenix is a great dog actor. Yeah, there's well done, it's Phoenix. All Good there. boy. I just it's you know the lightning kept hitting the horse and didn't spark the film. Uh, is ultimately where I, I land yeah, with Red Dog True Blue. It's you know It really left me wanting to watch Red Dog again, and I wish I had. See, I think this is a good film. I don't think it's a great film. No, I it's, think it's, and that's the thing. It's, it's, its expectations are much higher than its original, obviously, and you know, that's you know, the, the, the original you walked in expecting an Australian film, which you know, means that most expectations are sadly left, set very low. Here you're expecting the sequel to a great film, and... That's very hard, and this does not live up to it. The good news is that producer Nelson Wass is planning for there to be a trilogy, so they might have another bite of the cherry. Nevertheless, if you... Red Dog, Orange Tree. <laughs> yes. Red Dog, Orange President. Who knows? Then again, Giles, if uh, people haven't been there and want to go and see the Pilbara on the big screen, I think that alone is worth the price of admission. Look, I can't argue with that. Then don't. I won't, unless you toss the coin again. <laughs>